now we get to have the, the, the marvelous and magical and elfin <laughs> Scott. Father, father of elves. Father of elves. Did you see his two gifts today? Oh, my goodness. Okay. All right. Here's Scott. Thank you. So we're going to talk about juniper tonight, which is one of my main plant ally beings that, that I could talk for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours just about that plant and what it's done for me in my life. But I'll talk a little bit about that and I'm, I'm bringing its energy together. It is an embodiment of the same um, energies of the, of, the, of the Christ consciousness. And it's a really edgy thing for me to talk about that in public. I barely even talk about it like with friends of mine. So it's kind of like I'm coming out. I'm, 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 not, I'm not a Christian, but I'm a, I am a, a, a devotee of this um, energetic presence that exists throughout the universe, which has little to do with the Christian church and all of that. So you're coming out of the Quaker meeting. <laughs> 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 mm. So when I when I first when I first when, when this all first started for me, I mean I grew I grew up I was raised my mother was a Jew so I was raised as a Jew not hardcore very uh, relaxed. Judaism, and then my father was raised, he had no religion, his father was a Dutch communist, it was anti-religion, so I didn't, have, I didn't have much religion in my life, so I didn't have that whole cultural overlay of the Christianity like so many people do, and there's so much trauma in that, I didn't, I didn't come with that, but I had, you know, I, just all the stuff that I picked up and seeing the, the damage that Christianity did, and I grew up in, you know, when Ronald Reagan was president, and was like super into punk rock and and all of that. So imagine this this young person in their twenties going to Spain with all of that, and then going to the the Prado Museum and standing in front of these pictures. The the ones I remember the most were by El Greco, who's become like my favorite artist. So like, whew. and I they're standing in front of these pictures of like Jesus going. Whoa! Something really weird was happening. I could feel my whole body vibrating, and this heart thing happening. And I got like, oh, nobody's looking. What's going on? Like, it's shameful. Like, I can't like this person. I'm totally against this person. <laughs> Not really, you know, understanding what was happening. So that that happened. That kind of started the whole thing and got me. You know, what's going on? And then a few years later, I was doing a healing session with somebody. I was purposely doing a healing session to work with some of my ancestral stuff and and while I was there uh, you know receiving this energetic healing from this woman I started to have a vision of the Jesus coming and like doing healing work on me and I kind of like did this or something and and the, and, and the woman goes what you don't think you're, you're you're worthy of his attention and I was like and then I, I started talking about it she's like oh I see, I see him here too then I was like oh god this is like not just me that we're having a shared experience here. Something is happening. And it, it happened again like that with somebody else. It was very strange. And then, and then I was doing uh, my, uh, I did, it was my second big journey with Iboga. 
I was down in Mexico, and I don't know have people experienced iboga before. The, the the being of that plant is very, you know, it, its presence is. It's not like oh, I think there's like a plant spirit there. It's like this guy that shows up and like you know starts yelling at you and laughing at you and all this stuff. At least for me, he's very present. He's one of my main guys. No, it's a dog bane. Yeah, it's in the same family as dog bane. And he, he'd been taking me through this whole cycle. I mean, the, 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 the experience goes for three days, mainly just like the first night. So in the middle of that first night, and he, his, his mystery boga, his <laughs> attitude towards me is this sort of like mocking lovingness. You know, he, he, he mocks me, but he does it in a loving way. And, but then he got really serious. He was like, you know who you are, don't you? And I was like, I don't want to know who I am right now. He's like, oh, but you know who you are, don't you? And I started like feeling like the inklings of like, oh no, I'm the Christ. I'm the Christ. No, no it can't be me. <laughs> and he just like took me down that road till I was about to break. And then he like, you are the Christ. You know, and then I was like, oh, and completely started to freak out. And then, and then, and then, I got the understanding of oh, we're all the Christ, you know. And I've come to understand how how that. I'll talk about later more about how our culture relates to that energy and how it's been distorted and deformed by human manipulation, to where that you know you see this happening where people think they're the the Christ, and then they go crazy, right? Because they think they have to heal the whole world and take all of the, the stuff themselves. And so I, I was grateful in that moment to like not get caught up in that, because I've had friends that have gotten caught in that. And to be able to actually see, ah, this is what this energy is bringing, and it's we're all that. So then flash forward a little bit to, you'll, might, you're going to notice a, a theme of me working with um, powerful psychoactive plant medicines. So then going, doing my first work with the Santo Daime, which is a, a, an ayahuasca church from Brazil. And the first work, and you know, I drank ayahuasca in the jungle before, you know, it's all dark and you're laying in hammocks and just someone's singing. And this, in the Santo Daime, it's, you know, like, you take the medicine and then bright lights and everyone's like singing out of these books in Portuguese. And I mean, now I, I absolutely love it. But then I was like, these people are really weird. Why are these lights are so bright? Why can't we just lay down? You know, and I was like laying <laughs> off to the side. And really, you know, then people come over like, oh, why don't you come back? You know, and like, they're like, oh, they're trying to like make me be one of them. I don't want to be one of them. <laughs> and then, and then this, this, this thing started happening where this chant was going where they were, they were, it was like a mantra to, to Jesus. And sure enough, oh, I'm like kind of huddled in the corner. The, the figure of Jesus like just is right in front of me and no words just just a he reached into his chest pulled his heart out and showed it to me like this and I had this just direct understanding of we're all of the same heart we're all one and, and then and then this dawning of oh I forgot again. You know, like I've been through this so many lives and I keep forgetting every life. How could I forget? And I was like, whatever these people are doing, I need to be a part of this. I need to like remember, fully remember this so I don't forget in my next life. It was a very it was a very powerful moment for me. And so from there, my I started to be able to you know 
have some context to relate this relationship that was trying to emerge for me. And then a big, a big moment happened for me because by that time I was already doing all the work with the plants and working with the spirits of the land and, and making my relationships with Devil's Club and all these beings. And, and I had a moment where the, the, I was bringing those, the, the, all those forest beings into the ceremonies with the Santo Daimi, which is, is, is it, it, that's part of what the Daimi is about. There's so much mixing of things from like the indigenous Brazilian entities to, you know, the uh, entities from the Yoruba tradition and, and then from the, you know, the Middle East, the Christ and the Mary and all that. And, and I, so I brought, I, I had this, I was in this whole huge ceremony and I like called Devil's Club, Ashusha, said, hey man, like we got to talk about this. I'm like working with these other beings and it seems like there's something happening between all of you. And I, I, I thought for sure he was like, no, you can't work with those Christian energies. It's, you know, anathema to us. And he said, oh yeah, that's no problem. It's no big deal. We, 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 know, we know them. They, they, they're, they, they're here. They've always been here. They're, they're universal forces, and they're just called by different names all over. And I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> and so that really, that really opened up things for me to, to step back and realize that what I you know, know is this very fierce native spirit that doesn't tolerate any bullshit from anything was like so open to receiving this, these energies. And then my my uh, and then I and then I I started to realize oh wow this is this is our cultural mythology this is like the mythology of of Western European culture that came through that lineage and has gone through and it is of course the reason why so many people are like this you know there's like a whole patriarchal thing and there's the whole you know witch, the whole witch burning thing the major major thing that that happened and the, the destruction of of the greek mystery traditions and the destruction of you know just whole vast libraries of knowledge that happened through christianity and the enslavement of people and all of that but that's a that's a completely distorted um you know human thing that has nothing to do with the energies that were coming forth to be revealed into the world for people to really understand and, and I was talking yesterday about that continuum of healing where we, you know, we have like the, the part where it's out of balance and then we want to come to the middle. And so what I see now is, is that we actually can claim, reclaim that whole tradition for the way that it, it it's wants to be seen, which it's, I feel like that's maybe part of why it's been calling to me. I'm sure it's been calling to other people these these energies, these universal forces coming and saying, no, there's, a, there's another way that we can be perceived, the, the, the real way that we want to be perceived. And if we can do that and we can embrace it, which still is a hard thing for me to grasp, to say, oh, I'm really, am I really going to like, and here I am doing it, like, step out and say, wow, we have to do this. We have to find the place in ourselves. And we don't have to call it that. We don't have to call it, it doesn't have to be called by a certain name but to really embrace those energies and let them live in us so that we can heal all of this trauma that's happened from the distortion of those energies. And 
for me, the plant that embodies that the most is, has been juniper. It's a plant that brings just this incredible light of transformation. It's, it's, it's one of the deepest initiatory plants and it's helped me incredibly in my life. And I, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll say more about juniper and pass the tinctures around in a moment. But I just want to say a little bit more about the, about the Christ energy. And you notice I'm not saying, I'm not talking about Jesus so much. I'm talking about the Christ energy because the way that I see it is that the, the human being that was called Jesus was a medium, an incredible medium that was able to completely be transparent so that this Christ consciousness could enter into his being and be radiated out to people and shared with, 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 with whoever was there, whoever had eyes to see. And even so, it's still been very challenging for me. So very recently I had an experience where I was trying to connect with the energy, trying to connect, oh, how can I connect more with this Christ energy? And, and this, an image of the sun popped up, just boom, the sun. And, and the voice said, the sun is the Christ, literally, that is the Christ. And it was like, consider the sun. And I considered the sun. And so I realizing, oh, I, I remember learning about the sun. It's like blazing, burning, right? For billions, billions of years, right? Can you imagine that this, this thing that's like out there in space that is, is fueling itself internally it's not taking from anything else. It's, it's its own coherent entity burning for 14 and it will live for 14 and a half billion years. That's incredible. And without it, of course, we wouldn't have life. And it's something I think that is easily taken for granted. And so now that I have that, it's, it's much easier for me to look to the sun than to this amorphous concept of the Christ. And then, I mean, this figure of Jesus seems to show up in my life. And has that has that thing but for me to be able to just relate this Christ energy to the Sun has been major and then all that stuff I talked about yesterday how about the plants receive the energy from the Sun and that wisdom that guiding force and then translate it through their beings like they photosynthesize and then bring it to a form where we can then receive it from and then I started studying this, and I realized that the that 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 a lot of in the traditions, Jesus and the Christ were were definitely related to the sun. So it was called the sun. All these whenever I say the sun in all these quotes, it's S U N, not S O N. So the sun of righteousness, who will arise with healing in his wings. I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. For it is the God who said, let light shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give us the light of knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. Awaken thou that sleepest and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light, Christ the Son of the Resurrection. And then, for my astrological tie-in, the, 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 the Gnostic Theodotus equated the 12 disciples with the zodiacal signs with Christ in the center as the sun. 
So now let's take let's take this to to the connection with Juniper, and I'll pass some of this Juniper berry now. Made with the right second year berries, which is a signature for the accumulated wisdom of this plant. It takes two full years for the berries to mature. And it's 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 a wise being. And the 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 name in German for juniper is Wachholder, which means awake tree. It's a tree. What's that? Oh sure. Awake tree. Tree. Of awakening. And then the, the, the European juniper is called Juniperus Sabina. Sabina means, comes from the same root as Saber, to know what means wise, wise one. So, in, even in the botanical name, got it. And so if you see the homeopathic remedy, Sabina, that's juniper. So I'm going to sing, sing a, a juniper song, and then I'll talk more about juniper when we can call the energy into the space and be present within this. I have two, I have two, two juniper songs that, that, that came to me, that juniper brought to me. And this one came after, I was, I was right before I left on one of my uh, forest medicine trips out to the desert to go with a group of people, a group of students, I found out that one of my very good friends had um, tumors in her uh, uterus, and and I and she was supposed to come along and assist me, and so I was really feeling connected with her. And we, you know, the first morning we went and we opened up the circle. We have like this plateau where there's all these junipers growing, and there's one in particular that that I've deeply connected with that has its arms like this, and it. You could, it has like a neck with the heads cut off, and it looks like this, you know, this human form rising up out of the earth. And I've always thought of it as like embodying the triumph of, of, of the human spirit, which I'll say more about later. And so I, as soon as we got up there, I felt completely nauseous and had been crying a lot about my friend. And it was, it was really challenging for me to like open up the circle and like be present with everybody, but I did that, and then as soon as that part happened, I said, I'll be right back, I gotta go. And I ran over to that tree and started vomiting. All for my friend helping that come. And then this, this song came, so I, I, I feel like this song holds a, a deep healing power, but you can determine that for yourself. <clears throat> As
Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
almost feel like I don't need to say anything. I think you can all feel what I'm talking about, but I'll I'll put some words to it. But I I <laughs> invite you to have your own experience of the energy of juniper. And <clears throat> let mine my experiences um, accentuate or remind or awaken things you might not understand within yourself. So the, the, the shape that you see junipers often in is this twisted form. You know, I talked about red cedar yesterday, and red cedars are almost always that very straight and tall. They have that just essence of life beyond the human that we can connect with, like feel that resonance. Juniper is, is you know, so you can almost think of like the red cedar is like the, the emanation of, of the oneness of God, and then the juniper is the, it coming into material form and human form in the same way that, that, that we are... Um, buffeted by our experiences of life and twisted and turned by those junipers the same. It lives in harsh environments where the, 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 the forces, the heat, the rain, the snow, the wind, all are embodied in the forms that they take. And they'll be, you know, junipers that are just gnarled and twisted and, and they almost look like they're dead. And there's like one branch that has some green tufts out at the end and it's just barely hanging on for life but you know it's going to make it there there's this indomitable life force in there and that's what what juniper can teach us is to honor all of the twists and turns that we've had in our lives this is what makes one of the things that makes it a plan of initiation is that it teaches us how to take those things and then to um, accept them for what they are, which, uh, which is these forces of initiation that come to awaken us. And it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a medicine that helps us align our human will with the divine will. And when we, when we don't have our human will aligned with the divine will, we can often get frustrated with things or things don't go well in our lives and we want them to be different but but juniper's taught me and i'm, I'm it's still a, a huge work in progress but i've had my moments and one, one of the one of the most beautiful moments was the first time that juniper really um, showed this to me when i was going through a deep deep process in my life but one of the biggest negretto phases of my life where i was just in the darkness and I was you know in one of those states of life where you know your friends are kind of like maybe you should go see some professional help and I was like no I'm fine I'm great you know I'm like crying one minute ah," the next minute like laughing and joyful and and I wasn't sleeping I would just all night I would be up and like all these things were happening the the experience was spurred on by a, 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 a relationship trauma that just like cracked something for me. I'm so thankful for it. At the time I was very not thankful for it. I was like, why does this have to happen to me? And in, 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 in the vision that I had was 
me completely separate. It was like all of humanity was gathered together, literally every single person on earth. And they were in this bubble. And then I was the only one who was outside the bubble, separate, just like not part of that, not worthy of being part of that. And, and, and there was this, there was this being that was showing up every night when I was going through all of these things where, you know, I was getting cleansed and cleared and downloaded into and all sorts of things happening. And this being, I was there just, just watching over and just holding space for me night after night. After night. I finally said, who are you? And I said, I'm Juniper. I've been with you always. And I, I, a few years before I'd had my first real experience with Juniper, which is my first experience of, of this type of work with plants where I went out to the desert and I ate a couple of berries and sat under a tree and had this wild experience which propelled me into the, the whole work of my life. And so after the Juniper revealed itself to me, it showed me, it sort of took me to the depths of my angst and then, and then showed me this just it was like this white slide that was frictionless and said everything that's happened to you needed to happen to bring you to the awareness that you need to have to live your life in a good way and i slid down the slide and i was like all the things that had happened i mean the deepest worst things i had some bad stuff happening when i was a kid all those things i was like understood like the complete absolute perfection of everything and, and I, I, I equate that, that experience with this, this redemptive power that's associated with the Christ. That like acceptance of everything that's happened to us as being a part of the plan of the divine for us to awaken. <clears throat> and, and that whole, but the, 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 the absolution of sin thing that, that gets glommed onto that in the human distorted way. So it's like, oh, we're, we're, there's something wrong with us and we need to be absolved of that and redeemed. No, no, we, need to, we just need to accept our separation and then accept that there's these things that are happening to break down the separateness in us so that we can get back to that place of being aligned again. And then, and then later, and this is, this is when, I, when I first associated Juniper with the Christ energy. I was in a healing session with someone and another, another plant medicine healing session. A one-on-one -on -one session and, and I was like, the woman that was doing it was behind me, twisting my neck like this. I, I have kind of chronic lower back pain from, from uh, early childhood sexual abuse traumas and she was basically just holding me so that I was in the most uncomfortable position I possibly could be in so that I'd have to surrender so there I was like just being ranched I was trying to like do my thing to get away from it like you know like I have to clear stuff and do this and she's like no you have to receive just receive and so I just stayed in as best I could and then from the depths of my being this this cry arose why did this what possibly purpose could any of this had to be in my life and then and then the voice just said there's no there is no reason why there's no answer to that and and i got it it just like pff, busted something open in my heart my whole 
my whole orientation to the world changed from third chakra, human will, trying to like feel everything so that I could protect myself, you know, tuning into like, oh, can I trust that person? Oh, I don't know. No, no, I got to get further away from that one. Oh, that, per- oh, yeah, that person, oh, they're, they're safe. Okay, like that. And to- total misuse of this whole energetic center. But it went like, boom, here. And I just, and in that moment, Juniper, boom, was right there for me. I knew it was Juniper that was sponsoring that, that awakening. And then, and at the same time, the, the Oshala came. Then they were the same. Oshala, if you are unfamiliar with this, is from um, Umbanda or the Yoruban traditions. That's the, 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 the Christ figure that, you know, they're, they're syncretized, whatever that means. But together, they, they're, they're the same being, different names. And it was, at that time, it's still easier for me to connect with Oshala than Christ, but they're the same. So they came, boom, like that. And the woman that was holding the space for me, she said, nothing's ever going to be the same again. I knew she knew exactly what happened to me, and it did. It changed everything. So then I was orientated to life through my heart, <clears throat> which became very powerful um, force in my, in my ability to channel healing energies and particularly with Juniper, who, who, when I'm doing healing work, often will come and just hold that space. And it's such a beautiful space because it's not, it's not a space of, of meddling or getting into people's stuff. It's a space of, of just holding out the possibility of healing so that whoever is in that field has to make the choice to engage with that energy and, and can, can receive it. It's not like, oh, yeah, we're going to do this. Oh, yeah, we need to clear that. We need to move this over here. And like, oh, yeah, we have to clear all that dark energy right there. And it's like, no, it's, just, it's like one of the things that Juniper did with me when I, you know, periodically just connect with this energy, keep coming back to it. One time just pulled the, the dark, traumatized self of me out, you know, and I saw it. It was this shriveled up dark figure of my little child like pulled it out there into the middle of this grove of trees and open grove with the sun shining and you know the little kid and he was like no and it's this part of me that was like didn't want to live didn't want to be alive was horrified by the, the thought of being alive and being vulnerable and then and then you know juniper grandfather juniper pulled me out and just walked over and laid in a hammock and smoked a pipe and just watched that part of me writhe in pain. <laughs> uh, but, it, but it was so beautiful because it was just letting me figure out that, oh, no, this is okay. You can be, you can be alive. And so I've slowly worked with that. And that part of me, which at the time had to, had to turn away from the truth, which is why it retreated into the depths of my being or who knows where and and so in this awakening it's come back as the truth teller it's the part of me that like can witness the the, the truth the real truth of things <clears throat> and it holds it holds the sword of divine light sort of like that sort of like that same sword that saint michael holds to cut through all of the falsehoods and the distortions 
like that. <clears throat> so, and then an another thing that Juniper teaches is the, is to, um, it says, no graven image. Know for yourself. Don't just repeat or, or ex go by your own experience. That same know thyself. Know, your, know yourself, who you are, and know for yourself what you're experiencing. And that, that would be my transition into the, the mystery traditions. And the Greek mystery traditions, which then gave rise to what, what I'm understanding now and learning, was what the Gnostics, the Gnostic Christians, were completely influenced by, by the Greek mystery traditions, which came from Egypt and were brought. Who brought it to Greece? Pythagoras brought it to Greece, went to Egypt, studied, brought it back to Greece. And, and all throughout that, that region of the world, there's the same story, the, 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 the dying God-man who dies for everybody. But in the mystery traditions, it's understood that it's not a historical figure. It's a, it's a, it's a myth. It's a story that is, is, is designed to help us awaken to our own divinity. <clears throat> And so the, the, the Gnostics had their own version of that, and many, many of them didn't even believe that there was a historical figure known as Jesus, that, it, that even that was, was a story. But all of the, the facts around the life are remarkably similar to the facts around Osiris' life and the life of Dionysus and all of these other, all of these other beings in that area. So I've become really fascinated in my study and in my study of trying to understand how this, this Christ myth relates in, in finding out how the Gnostics thought of it. And uh, so in the, in the Gospel of Thomas, one of the Gnostic Gospels, Jesus says, It is to those who are worthy of my mysteries that I tell my mysteries. And the Gnostic teachings imparted gnosis, direct experiential knowledge of God, which is exactly what Juniper has told me. No graven image, direct experiential knowledge. And the, the, in, the, in, the, in the Gnostic tradition, the initiates were sought to become a Christ in themselves, not that there was something else out there that we gave our power over to and said, I believe in you. Now I'm saved. No, it's a, it, the salvation is the direct experience of that and the awakening of that within ourselves. <clears throat> and the inner mysteries of Christianity revealed that the Jesus story was not a factual account, but a mystical teaching story designed to help each person become a Christ and imparted a mystical knowledge of God beyond mere belief in dogmas. But what we have inherited is the outer <coughs> teachings of Christianity. And we lost the inner teachings. 
unfortunately, because all of that, of course, was wiped out by the literalist, what we, some books call the literalist Christians, who said, no, Jesus was an actual person, and it's like this, and it's like this, and, and this is how you make the connection, it's all like this, and it's not about each person finding that within themselves. The, in other words, we're brutally wiped out. In a very sad story, um, that, that was very sad, and then also the fact that the, the Greek mystery traditions, the, the most famous one was the mysteries at Eleusis, I don't know if that's the right way to pronounce it, the illusion mysteries, where people gathered for over a thousand years in this sacred ground to come and awaken. And the, the uh, fanatic literalist Christians came and desecrated all of their temples and destroyed all of their writings and everything and wiped out this incredibly rich tradition that is our true inheritance, our true spiritual tradition in my, in my viewpoint, and, and a huge part of why the world has gone mad, because we've lost that, that tradition of the mysteries. And so what, just to give you an idea of what those mysteries meant to people, here are what some of, of, of the Greeks said. The Greek historian Zosimos said, without the mysteries, life for the Greeks would be unlivable, for the sacred mysteries hold the whole human race together. Cicero said, these mysteries have brought us from rustic savagery to a cultivated and refined civilization. The rites of the mysteries are called initiations, and in truth, we have learned from them the first principles of life. We have gained the understanding not only to live happily, but to die, also to die with better hope. The poet Pindar said, the mysteries allow us to know the end of life and its God-given beginning. And Plotinus said, the initiate transcending his limited sense of himself as a separate ego and experiencing mystical union with God, as if born away or possessed by a God, he attains four. He attains <laughs> Finish the sentence for yourself. He attains. He attains. There we go. Completely inherited their path from these mystery traditions from Egypt, Greece, that spread all throughout uh, the Middle East. And they, in, in, in the book of Thomas, Tom, the book of Thomas the Contender, Jesus is likened to the daimon and teaches his disciple and twin brother Thomas, who is the embodiment of the lower self. He says, Brother Thomas, while you have time in the world, listen to me. And I will reveal to you the things you have pondered in your mind. Now, since it has been said that you are my twin and true companion, examine yourself and learn who you are, in what way you exist, and how you will come to be. Since you will be called my brother, it is not fitting that you be ignorant of yourself. And I know that you have understood, because you have already understood that I am the knowledge of the truth. So while you accompany me, although you are uncomprehending, you have in fact already come to know, and you will be called the one who knows himself. So the, the, that is part of our cultural 
heritage is this awakening of our higher selves that we can be in direct union with God. And we, we, can, we can bring that back. And these mystery traditions are, are alive. They're a living force that wants to emerge and awaken again. And I'll just tell, tell a story <clears throat> along those lines of my experience of that, of being <clears throat> out in the, in, it was actually an experience with ephedra this past fall out in the desert. And I, <clears throat> I was recommended to do a ceremony out there by one of my teachers and connect with my guides. And years before, <clears throat> when I first started working with Ephedra, Ephedra showed me that it could help connect us with all of our past lives. Juniper connects us with our ancestry of our family ancestry and helps cleanse those channels. Red cedar helps us connect with the native spirits of the land here, the ancestors of the land. And ephedra helps us connect with the ancestry of our past lives, connect with all of our incarnations. <clears throat> and it showed me that in that moment, I saw all every life I'd ever lived lined all the way back, and every life I was going to live all lined up forward. This is when I first learned of this. And then, you know, this guy came with a huge bat and started beating on me. And my normal reaction, of course, would have been fear, but I just sat there and was like, it doesn't matter, you can kill me because I've lived infinite lives and I will live infinite more. So fast forward to the f 10 years later to the fall of uh, last year. Just to give you, I just want to tell the story too, just to give you an idea of, of how um, intricate the teachings of these plants can be and how they can unfold over time. So, so before I leave on this trip to go out there, I have a dream that I'm in a shopping mall, of all places, wandering around, and I find this secret tunnel that goes down this slide, and I go down the slide, and I come out, and I'm, like, oh, I'm in a bowling alley. And, <laughs> and I go, and I, like, I start to, oh, might as well bowl, I'm in a bowling alley. I start to grab the balls, and they're, you know, the balls are too big, or the holes are too small, or it's not, I can't find the ball, so I'm, like, trying to, you know, roll whatever ball I can get that sort of works, and they're all gutter balls. They're all, I'm not, I'm not hitting the pins at all. I'm like, and I look over this way, and there's a guy all dressed in white, and behind him is people of all different nationalities and cultures, and all through time, and I see people dressed in Greek outfits, I see people from Africa, all these different people, and he's just bowling strike after strike after strike. <laughs> and I'm like, look behind me, and Nobody's back there. Like, where's my, where's my, my guys? Where's my team? <laughs> and it, it was one of those dreams that it struck me so strong. I was one, okay, this is really trying to tell me something. So then, when I'm when I'm out there in the desert, <laughs> I have a dream that me and my wife are singing a song, like a new song that we learned. And it's in the book, and there's all these words, and then there's this <coughs> one word, arete, a r e t e, and it's like in bold, you know. Every time we sing it, mother, what's that mean? I don't know, I don't know. Neither of us knew. So when I woke up, I, um, I probably shouldn't have done this, but I couldn't help myself. Because I'm like, I'm in so far out there, and there's like barely cell coverage, but I like Googled A-R-E-T. <laughs> what does it mean? And in French, it means stop. And, and that had a whole meaning for me. It's like the same, like arrest, like stop something. 
And that had a whole meaning for me because I was also getting the guidance I needed to stop the way I was doing things in my teaching, in my school, and like it's gonna because it's gonna transform into something else. And then the idea of like just stopping certain aspects of my behavior so that I can transform. And then and then and then there's also a word in Greek, arete, which means like the flourishing of someone's true self. And I was like, huh, interesting. Okay. So then I do my ceremony that I was guided to do by one of my teachers. And I go and I lay under this ephedra bush that I've been sitting with for 12, 13 years. Every year go out to this place. It's this place of initiation for me. And while I, I <clears throat> with the help of some very strong plant medicine, laying there and lots of cleansing and puking are happening. And then these beings start coming, these from all different times in, in culture and showing me, trying to like express certain faculties of perception through me. And I'm trying to let them, but I can't quite. And then they're trying to clear me out so they can do that. And then all these come, 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 come. And then this one comes from Egyptian times. And I'm like, Whoa, and there's like this boom, 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 drum beat and like people marching like warriors. I'm like, whew, this is, this is major. And, and this being comes to me that says we have to re reawaken the mystery traditions. The mystery traditions of initiation have to be awakened. And I'm here to help that process happen. Completely just like blew my mind. So here I, here I was, this plant, ephedra, which is growing in the southeast Oregon desert, has, seems to have some knowledge of Greek history and maybe Egyptian history. And then I, and then I started thinking, oh yeah, the, de the desert, right? It's a desert plant. I'm sure it grows there. And, and people have, when we do ephedra meditations, people often will have visions of like the burning bush of Moses, you know, like that. It's like, you know, it's the fire plant. I'm like, oh, okay. And it told me 10 years ago it could show me all of my past lives. And now I'm like awakening to these past lives. Wow. Major, major stuff. So <clears throat> I think it's time for me to wrap up. It is. So I'll just give the, the, the conclusion here. The... By reclaiming <clears throat> our cultural inheritance of these mystery traditions, and it's particularly through the avenue of these Gnostic Christian traditions, the inner mystery traditions that they brought forth, we can then redeem our culture in a sense. And, and just like the, the Buddhist teaching of no one's enlightened until every blade of grass is enlightened. You know, not, not, not any one of us has to be the Christ. We can all do this together. <clears throat> and really, you know, I guess, like I said, this is a coming out for me. Like, I'm, now I have to, like, I, ha I have to do this now. I'm saying, I'm asking other people to do I have to do this. I need to really, in myself, embrace this 
thing that, that's called the Christ that so many of us want to turn away from and push away. And the same way that we can't do that in ourselves if we want to achieve healing, we can't push the parts of ourselves we don't want to look at. We have to embrace them. We have to integrate them. We have to make peace with them. We have to make peace with this aspect of our cultural heritage. So I will just sing one more Juniper song to, to uh, leave you with and hopefully to have Juniper travel along with you. And I'll, I'll do the, the abbreviated version. Grandfather, watch over me. Grandfather, give me the strength to see. Give me peace and give me light. Forever to watch over me. Give me peace and give me light. Forever to watch over me. Grandfather, hear my call. From the desert I'm calling your name Grandfather, please hear my call Great love, I call out your name Guide me and show me my way Forever a child of yours. Guide me and show me my way. Forever a child of yours. With the sun, the moon, and the stars. In the presence of this holy light, with the sun, the moon, and the stars, I present myself to the holy light. May the power and the force of the earth Forever invigor my heart. May the power and the force of the earth forever invigor my heart. And then just to finish, to give our gratitude to the being of Juniper for being present here with us and helping to illuminate our paths in whatever way we were able to receive, just to give a brief moment of gratitude for that. Thank you. Thank you, Scott. You're welcome.